The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you ready for the next level of leadership? It's going to be here before you know it. Today's leaders need the skills, connections, and savvy to become top professionals in their fields. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. In the next hour, you'll meet people who have become successful at the helm of some of the most respected organizations in the world, and you can become the next big success story. Now, here's your host, Maureen Metcalf. Hi, my name is Maureen Metcalf. Welcome to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I'm an executive advisor, a speaker, a coach, an author of an award-winning book series focusing on innovating how you lead, and also a faculty member at universities in the U.S. and Germany. And I'm really excited about the show today, as the name of the series, obviously, Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. We are going to be doing show four of a four-part series that is looking at the leader view assessment. So as you're aware, the Voice America series aims to provide valuable information to leaders and emerging leaders that prepare them to lead their organizations in the dynamic times that we're currently facing. Today, in the last of the four-part series, Building Self-Awareness, that provides listeners with a chance for leaders to discover the power of engaging organizations through the use of the survey tool, This show is called Stepping Through the Worldview Membrane, Learning to Engage Your Organization. And it's designed to take us to the root cause of engagement in organizations by understanding unconscious mind patterns that influence all that you do. And this has been a really interesting adventure of discovery for me as well as for our guests. Uh, We're demonstrating the use of the LeaderView tool Uh, This is offered by Christopher and Sheila Cook, who run the company called Five Deep out of the UK. They share an overarching purpose, one viable planet. They're focused on the release of latent capacities that equip humanity to cope with the complexity that we face and forge a world that works for all life. They're joined by two senior leaders, Carla and Jim. Carla focuses on mergers and acquisitions across multiple industries. And Jim has held several roles, ranging from speech and hearing practitioner to university leader and now a coach. So Carla and Jim have taken the leadership leader view assessment, and they're going to go through the coaching process, and specifically this week focusing on their feedback. So Christopher and Sheila, welcome back. Thank you, Bernie. Hi, Maureen. It's um, a busy time for us here in the UK. We're getting ready for our next visit to the USA, and we're looking forward to meeting up with you in Ohio. I am looking forward to seeing you too. Uh, Great to have you both back on the show. And our fellow adventurers on this series, Jim and Carla, welcome back. Hi, Maureen. Hey, Maureen. It's nice to have you both here. Okay, so let's step right into the last part of the process. Hi, Maureen. Yes, we have been busy, and it's a great time of change in the UK and many places around the world. And last night, Christopher and I had a chance to host a soiree of like-minded individuals, all of whom are working for change in agriculture, and we all recognized the importance of helping humans adapt and develop new ways of thinking, which was really gratifying to be in that place. And thanks, Maureen. Last show, we spent time with Jim and Carla as they prepared to meet with their chosen peers, whom they had asked to offer them feedback using the LeaderView 360 survey tool. They had each chosen two peers, one with whom they already had a good relationship and one with whom they wished to greatly improve their relationship. 
Show three was about preparing for the conversation which, with each, each of their peers. And this preparation involved the use of a conversation guidance document, part of the LeaderView bundle. Today we're going to review their findings from their conversations, what they learned, and how their relationships have shifted. We'll also explore with them their ideas for how these tools can be used in organizations to enhance engagement. So before we get into a detailed review for each of Jim and Carla, let's set the stage by finding out what conversations have actually taken place. So Jim, let's hear from you. Tell us what you've been doing since our last show together. Thanks, Sheila. Uh, yeah, it's, it's been an interesting time. Um, I was able to uh, speak to both of my individuals, and so that was good. Um, spending time going through the conversation guide has been um, rewarding both personally as well as I think it helped me prepare, or I think it helped me prepare. <laughs> More to come later. <laughs> um, and so a, a quick headline, I guess, would be, one of them went real easy, real smooth, and the other one was bumpy at best. And so we can we can at least say that's where we're at at this point. How's that? Interesting. So we look forward to hearing more from you. And Carla, tell us what you've been doing since the last show. Uh, so I was fortunate enough to spend some time with Christopher discussing in detail my bumpy one. <laughs> I had one too, Jim. <laughs> Um, and, and that was really helpful, actually. Uh, so I spent time, <clears throat> so I looked at, at uh, the, the, the challenging response, um, and then I spent a lot of time sort of debriefing and making sure that my interpretation was one that would actually yield a useful discussion as opposed to the knee-jerk response that I would have had. Um, and I think if I had headlines, uh, one, the one that went well, was, you know, I felt like saying, are you sure I didn't pay you? <laughs> And the other one was, God, I didn't realize that. <laughs> it's very different. So thank you, Carla. And what would be the headline for you from each conversation? Well, th that was really it for me. I mean, I honestly, I mean, they, the words were maybe a bit too cheeky, but it's the truth. <laughs> one I really thought was um, better than I could have expected. And I thought maybe, you know, she was being too generous. And the other one I thought, really, I had no clue some of this was as bad as you say it is. Quite a contrast then. Very, yes. Thank you, Carla. And Maureen, we're aware that you were one of the respondents for Carla. How, let's hear from you about your experience. So the good news is I wasn't the bad one. <laughs> or this would be a, a very interesting interview, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. Somewhat strained, I'm sure. So the, the short headline is, Carla and I have worked together for years and have navigated some pretty challenging life situations, not work situations, but life situations. And what we really learned or what I learned is that we process pretty much real time. So even if it's a complex issue, we deal with it. And so we don't have any real residual stuff that comes up. And that has been really helpful. And with that, though, one of the things that I found interesting in preparing for the discussion today that because we are both friends and colleagues, these conversations are both easier and harder. So easier in that I trust that we'll work stuff through. Harder is the stakes are higher. You know, when I have someone that is as close as a sibling, in my case, closer than siblings, the derail is high because mm. losing uh, someone because of poor communication it, that cost is big, so it just it, the emotional state was, I was a little concerned, even though I hadn't said anything bad, <laughs> and we're sitting around, you know, the pond having a cup of coffee for the conversation, and yet it's still, I had a little bit of a pit in my stomach thinking, no, this is any. okay. That's funny. So, Maureen, what inspired you during your meeting? With Carla? Um, you know, probably one, I appreciate working with someone who is so highly skilled and communicative, and this was an opportunity to build on a really strong relationship. Great. And what did you 
to discover about your existing relationship with Carla? I don't know that I learned anything new other than that it confirmed that we are, in fact, uh, both what I thought we were in, in a strong relationship that is committed to growth. You know, there were a couple things, and as we go through this, we'll talk about the the one observation and how um, how Carlos started practicing immediately. So I really appreciate that commitment to accepting feedback and taking action. I just needed to pay attention and realize she'd make changes. Wow. Yeah. And how did the meeting tie up any loose ends that you had or, or just help you strengthen your relationship together? You know, the thing we talked about, so I'm not entirely answering your question, the thing that we talked about was this idea of perspective taking, that when I give feedback, I need to step in as, it, in the, as the listener, and, and really anticipate how they're going to hear me. And this is something that I struggled with and have found these tools to be quite helpful. So I was sharing them with Carla, especially because she is so talented at making everyone feel good, maybe except her other feedback person. <laughs> but, but, but not only in how she interacts with me, but watching her in business settings, family settings, social settings. She's one of the most positive people I know. And so this slight shift in language really, I think, can make a significant difference in those few conversations that are kind of tricky. And what I mean by that is when I'm going to give difficult feedback or say something that somebody might say, like, why the heck are you saying that to me? I usually now frame it with, I, I realize you're an expert in this, but I think I may see something you don't, or some little phrase. And, and before I would have said, it, I'm just wasting words. Why would I say that? And, and now I realize it's kind of important. So that was the feedback. And uh, after that, we went to lunch with a colleague, and she was immediately putting that into action, which was really cool to watch. Wow. So, so summing it all up, what was the, the real value of that meeting with Carla for you? Notice it confirmed the relationship. It, you know, it's in one way, I appreciate being asked for my input. And so the fact that she picked me, and I realize we're doing the radio show together, so that, that was an obvious pick. But that someone values the relationship enough to, to have the conversation was, I, I just appreciate it. And that then when we did have the conversation, she was open to feedback, which would have gone differently if she told me I was an idiot and <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and then the third, that she took the feedback and started using it. Now, the thing I noticed is I need to pay attention after I've given feedback and and. Um, acknowledge that she's putting things in action, that, that as those people who someone is, is investing in, it's not sufficient just to say, do something differently. It, it, we are also required to, to be a support system for the changes they're trying to make because it's always uneven for us as humans. We'll, we'll try something, we'll forget. And so to be a gracious companion in this improvement journey, especially since we are having these discussions with people we, we work with and care about. Thank you, Maureen. Uh, thank you for letting me interview you on your show. <laughs> and now I want to turn it back to you, our host. So you get to change hats now. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. So it... You know, what's interesting is this is at the core of building leadership self-awareness, right? That the process of having these very in-depth conversations uh, allows us to explore relationships in a much deeper way. And, and that's one of the things I appreciate about the LeaderView tool specifically, right? That we went through and 
looked at each other's scores and then the details about what is likely to promote a conversation and what is likely to derail us. And we actually went through the list together and talked about specifics and where we overlapped and where we were different. And it gave us the opportunity to have a deeper conversation about who we are and how we work together. And and that conversation, I think, is the outcome of this kind of tool and allows and differentiates the leader view tool and the process from anything I've done with 360s before and and have often been frustrated by the anonymous nature. It was some people anonymous is fine. But at the leader level, if I'm having a problem, I really need to own that work through it. And I'm often clumsy at doing that at best. Um, and we, we have all observed that. And yet my intent is to work through them. And I, I believe that most of us as leaders do have that positive intent, even if um, not always well executed. And so having a tool like this really opens the door and we'll hear from Jim and Carla further about the other feedback that they've gotten. Even if challenging, there's a huge opportunity and invitation. So with that, we're going to get a break and we'll be right back with Sheila and Christopher and Jim and Carla. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Metcalf & Associates is a management consulting and leadership development firm dedicated to helping leaders, their management teams, and their organizations implement innovative leadership and business practices to help create market differentiation necessary to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. As the author of eight award-winning leadership books, Maureen Metcalf and her associates are positioned to help you and your organization grow and thrive. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen is ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your needs through her expertise in keynote speaking, leadership coaching and training, transformational and organizational growth consulting. For your business, we can help with facilitated leadership retreats, organizational planning, culture alignment, individual and organizational assessments, online leadership development programs, and one-on-one or corporate-wide leadership development sessions. Move forward with Metcalf & Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back. This is Maureen Metcalf, host of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. This series is called Stepping Through the Worldview Membrane, Learning to Engage Your Organizations. So, Christopher, before we hear from Carla, what does it mean? What's a worldview membrane? Well, Maureen, that's a great question. So this phrase, stepping through the worldview membrane, refers to the process of leaders stepping out of the convention, conventional and post-conventional worldview that dominates leadership today and adopting a new stance, a new stance with a fuller awareness of how all life works. And this is how we, we learn to lead through the complexity. And today, if I go into the research and the current theoretical understanding of this, we describe this stance as an integrative flow. And, and this stance has been shown to have the capacity to lead to the pleasant present complexity. And the good news is it's literally latent in many people waiting to be utilized. So using tools such as LeaderView, we are stretching through the membrane of a change in mind that has already happened, and we're just learning to use it. So it's a significant transition between worldviews, and we're going to see whole bodies of knowledge rewritten in this transition. And and just noticing the news this week, we're seeing it's already happening in uh, brain science and research 
and uh, the announcement this week of work that we've been tracking over the last few, few months by uh, Jonathan Kipnis from the University of Virginia, for example, uh, highlight that the new understanding of the, the biological, psychological and cultural change dynamics of the human mind and human engagement. So this work alone will now legitimize, in many cases, a complete rewrite of much that is generally believed to be true about human health and personality. Wow. So in this series of programs, we, we've been using these survey tools that we call LeaderView, and these sit firmly in this field of biopsychosocial mindset change. And the leadership LeaderView survey tools bring to leader self-awareness these dynamic mind patterns or coping mechanisms as we have been describing them in these shows. So it's stepping through the worldview membrane into this integrative flow stance that we've been inviting Carla and Jim to adopt in their conversations with their peers. So the phrase I have with Sheila in our work is that by the time we come to have the conversation with Carla and Jim, the change has already happened and this LeaderView instrument is helping them utilize those latent capacities. So, if you're all okay, I'd like to get back to find out more about from Carla about her experience. I'm really waiting to hear more from I, Carla. Is that okay, Maureen? Absolutely. I want to hear more from Carla about her experience, too. <laughs> okay. So, so Carla, one of the things I've really appreciated is I've really learned to enjoy and appreciate your laugh, and I want to hear more from you. And uh, Can you speak about your experience with the two conversations you held? And obviously, we've heard a bit from Maureen. So, so how about you start with that, with, with Maureen? Yeah, sure. Um, so Maureen and I, <clears throat> as, as we've heard, have a long history together, both as colleagues and as very close friends. Um, so the, there was no real surprise in her responses. Um, and I, I, wanna, I just want to start, I think, by saying that the cool thing about the 360, um, the, the report that I got, it showed the same kind of profile that I saw for myself in my report, I also saw Maureen's and I also saw the other person who answered. So you could compare, you got a picture of what their mindset was like, what their center of gravity was, the coping mechanisms, the under, how they are under duress, how they are in change, the things that we talked about the last time, um, you get to see the other person as well. And that really helps you um, know where that person is answering from. Uh, so and, and then it also becomes sort of foundational for the discussion. So uh, Maureen's looked pretty much like I expected because I know her so well. Um, and the discussion was the discussion was a really good one. She was a little more generous than I would have expected, <laughs> which I appreciated. But um, but the one thing that I took away because what I really am looking for is uh, what do I make different, right? Um, and so uh, for her. There, she talked to me about being able to take other people's perspectives. I do that a lot, but I don't do it all the time. And when I don't do it, it's usually in a time that where it's where it's really important, right? That it just mm -hmm. falls away. And this comes mm -hmm. back to my leadership dilemma, which is how do I hold speed, efficiency, presence, uh, sort of in the moment, and awareness of the context all in the same hand? Um, that that drops away. Um, and so we talked, we talked about that uh, uh, almost exclusively uh, because it was really useful for me. And I have, like Maureen said, started incorporating that right away. Um, in fact, to the point where we were out somewhere and she responded to a perceived criticism that I didn't make and I didn't even think, but she was used to it. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I didn't even say that. But she's like, you didn't? I'm like, nope. I'm hearing old criticisms. It was funny. Moment. Yes. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So just the change, you know, even these small changes, they seem small. Um, and yet they are, they, they make a massive difference. So that was cool. So you mentioned the small changes. And when you think about the, um, the, the quality of the relationship uh, with Maureen, what did you intend for before you started the conversation with Maureen, what what quality relationship? And I know you, we've used this scaling with you, not to hundred percent, where hundred percent is a really great relationship. What was the relationship you were hoping for as a consequence of the conversation with Maureen? Well, I think um, I don't ever believe in a hundred percent, frankly. <laughs> I believe in either one hundred and fifty or something less than a hundred. And I we have such a good one that I really, you know, if we were at ninety five, I thought we could get to ninety eight. 
there's no such thing as a perfect human relationship. So, um, and, and, and I think we did. I mean, I, um, I value very deeply her perspective on me because she knows me in so many different ways. So what are you now more deeply aware of about yourself as a consequence of this conversation? Uh, that perspective taking without question is something that I uh, hold sort of more front and center. Okay. So what was the value of the conversation to you? You heard Maureen talk earlier about the value to her. What was the real value to you of this conversation? Um, I think in part, um, it was valuable to me that I feel like I'm not drinking my own Kool-Aid, right? Because I, I, th I think I do a pretty good job and I felt like she would be the one who would tell me if I wasn't, right? If there was mm -hmm. stuff that needed to be uncovered, she would have, I, I trust that she will have uncovered it. And as Maureen mentioned, we do a lot of processing in real time. Um, but I, so I, I valued very much that I didn't come away with a completely different perspective on who we are, um, which I did in my challenged relationship, frankly. So this was, um, so I, I appreciated it twice as much. <laughs> um, and, and again, I, I value very much the ability to do these things with someone whom I trust so, so much. So, um, if you could just remind the listeners what the leadership dilemma was that you started this series of programs with. So mine is how I hold speed and efficiency and presence uh, of mind and awareness of the situation all in one hand. At the okay, so, so having gone through this conversation with Maureen and, and uh, we're going to hear about your other peer conversation as well, but what, what insights do you now have about your leadership dilemma after this conversation with Maureen, for example? Um, again, it's, I, I, I realize I sound like a broken record, but it's the, it's perspective. It's, uh, which really means stopping, right? I, it means speed doesn't always win. <laughs> I mean, speed doesn't always come forward. It's not my, it shouldn't always be the leading edge, right? So, so how does that learning translate into what you experienced in your other conversation with peer number two? Ah, <laughs> peer number two, um, if anyone has listened to the previous sessions, is an old colleague of mine who has the added wrinkle, as I like to say, of also being my ex-husband. <laughs> so this one is, was particularly challenging. Um, certainly the perspective taking that Maureen and I discussed, because she and I met before he and I did, um, was one that I put to use right away. Um, and it was uh, quite valuable, actually. It, was use it, it really worked. Um, what, where would you like to start, Christopher? <laughs> well, I'm interested in terms of, you know, what, what surprised you during that meeting with your ex-husband? Well, I should probably talk about what surprised me in the response. <laughs> because um, interestingly, uh, and we, we, we get along very well. I would have said that our relationship was probably at a 80%. I mean, we, we have a daughter together. Um, we've worked together many times. Um, and, I, and, and I have, you know, implicit trust in him in a work setting. Um, what I discovered was, uh, and, and he was hesitant about giving feedback because uh, to Maureen's earlier point, this is a relationship that's important to both of us. And we, he didn't want to, you know, he didn't want it to blow up. Um, and what I told him was that this exercise is not about is about my getting data points about how people experience me, so that I can decide what to do about that. Um, it's not about my being pissed off at what he doesn't like. And so he he answered very genuinely. Um, there were more. It was more personally biased in response, which and so the scores were quite a bit lower than I would have expected. And when we met, he clarified and said, "Look, in business." 110%. I trust you. I know you'll deliver the same with our daughter. Personally speaking, because we have this, you know, history that's a little bit fraught, um, there's less. There, there, that was the area for me to focus on with him. And um, even though this is a business show, the reality is that you cannot disen you can't unentangle or untangle your personal relationships from your business ones. Um, and so that's the, that's the way in which I approached this. So Carla, what, what was the real value of that conversation to, to you when you look back on it now? Well, what I realized was that even though uh, 98 people, uh, 99 people may experience me a certain way, and they generally do, it doesn't alter the fact that one may not. 
And I don't discount, I should not discount that person's experience because that's exactly how he's experiencing me. The question then becomes, what is he experiencing and do I want to do anything about that? So this was, this was very interesting for me. Great. So, so what further insights did this conversation with your ex-husband give you about your leadership dilemma? Well, I had to learn how to shut up during the conversation <laughs> and not fall into these patterns that we all get into with long-standing relationships where you just naturally engage a certain way. And so I let him talk and did not say a word, and it was very, very difficult. Um, but over time, as we progressed in the conversation, it actually was working really well. He felt like he could speak, which made him feel, and he felt heard, which I was trying to do and not discount. Um, what I learned with respect to that leadership dilemma is that silence isn't, it is important and should not be devalued by me. Um, and that even for me, the leadership dilemma kicks in, particularly in time-pressured situations. Mm -hmm. And so what I realized is that that silence in those moments when there's, you're in a time crunch, um, silence is actually not just important, it's critical. So I'm hearing lots of learning and lots of insights. And what I'm really curious about, having had those two conversations, how did you celebrate your achievements with those two conversations? I don't think I did. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't. For me, so, this is this is just about this is about evolution, right? It's just evolving. So for me, it was it made me happy, right? And I feel uh, I feel like this was uh, I feel like this was a good investment to have made that it generated uh, a good return. But I, I don't think I'm celebrating anything. Okay, so I've asked to ponder last week. We pass the baton to Jim to hear about his experience. So, Jim, how are you? I am good. I'm good. Uh, so let's find out what went on for you. I want to start in a slightly different place than I did with Carla. To start with, just outline the, the two relationships that you were working with. What was the quality of the relationships uh, that, on, a rel on this scale of not 100%, what was the level of relationship that you actually achieved with the two meetings? Well, it was an interesting um, dilemma that I had, and I've, I think I've spoken about this in the previous uh, uh, radio show, was that I'm in a position where I'm not uh, necessarily uh, having individuals report to me. I don't work in a business anymore. I work by myself, blah, blah, blah. So I really chose individuals that I felt already trusted, um, and I believe that they trusted me as well, and, and it was confirmed, actually, in, in, in the uh, assessment. So overall, I think that um, um, I don't think there was a, a, a leaps and bounds. I just think that the conversation became much more interesting, um, and we were able to maybe say things at times that that wasn't. Uh, that, I'm not saying we would never have said them. It just it just was able the the, the guide was able to lead us down an, an, a more interesting path, if that makes sense. Okay, so, so when did you find yourself inspired in those conversations? So um, the two individuals that I had, one um, um, being someone who was really um, uh, an easy conversation and those kinds of things, I was probably most inspired by um, just the individual being able to, um, um, again, t take, a, take a step down a path that maybe we weren't taking before or um, uh, just having a more interesting conversation. So that's probably a good inspiration at, at those things. Okay, so, so how did the conversations tie together any loose ends in the relationships that you were working with? Um, so for the individual, that was an easy one. It was, um, that was less, less dramatic. I'll be honest with you. It was um, uh, an easy way to have a great conversation. I, I probably approached this more as a, um, um, a teacher, um, a more of a educator. So for the first person was the easiest person, and I was able to kind of have a conversation with this individual and talk about the, the tool and really get into all the different levels and things like that. And it really made sense, and we just started talking about the tool and started talking about some of the ideas, and, 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 and then we were able to kind of um, winnow our way down into um, some of the specifics about me. Um, that didn't work for the second person. Um, that approach was not um, um, as successful for the person who one would say had a little more strained or or that our, our leader view center of gravity was was totally opposite. 
And so um, I, I quickly found myself having to regroup and do the thing that, that both of them actually kind of agreed upon is sit back, and Carla, I agree with you, sit back and listen a bit as opposed to talk. Yeah. So, Tim, Jim, just remind us, remind the listeners what your leadership dilemma was that you were working with on this journey. So mine was, of course, um, finding more out about myself. Um, as a coach and as an educator, I think it's important for me to be in a good space so that I can actually be there for others. And so um, I think it was uh, um, an opportunity for me to really learn more about who I am. So what did you discover then? About What insights did you now have about your leadership dilemma, having had these two conversations? Well, so it was really interesting. The first one, um, of course, the easy one was... was um, uh, like I said, just ran swimmingly, and we had lots of great conversations, a lot of great insight. What I learned about myself for the second one was, um, again, more about that. Um, I was going in at this with a, with a, this is probably what I would want to know, as opposed to what do I think, looking at the leader view of, of the individual, um, how would I communicate better for her? And so that was totally a, a mind shift for me in that um, the first person, I fumbled, but it was okay because we both got it. The second person, I fumbled, and it was, a, it was obvious that we were on two, two opposite sides of the, our center of gravity was really, was, was hugely dis, uh, different. And so um, I, 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 I found that I had to kind of recover real quickly to say, oh, wait a minute. Um, it's not me. This is about how we have this real relationship. And that's what I think is different about this tool than any other 360 I've ever done before is that you do, as Carla mentioned earlier, you do get to see that individual's um, center of gravity, their triggers. Their, and, and so now I can now have a better um, understanding of who they are as I go into the conversation, which other 360s, even if it's not anonymous, and most are not anonymous, um, it just basically gives you words. It doesn't tell you how they might approach things. And I think that's, that's the game changer for this particular uh, tool is now I can understand you a little better so that our team, you're a member of my team, whatever that happens to be, personal team or professional team, um, can be stronger in that, in, in that way. Um, and so I can, I can now speak to you at a, at a different um, at the level that, that makes us both happy as opposed to one that just makes me happy. Well, I'm going to follow both yours and Carla's advice and just allow the listeners a few seconds to soak up the words that you've just offered there. But also ask you then the question, how, how did you celebrate your achievements following these two conversations? Well, it's interesting. Both of these individuals are not in my general area so we actually the celebration is we're going to meet together and um, one lives in, 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 in the south in North Carolina and one lives actually uh, um, in, in Pennsylvania and so our, our, our discussion was we're going to get together and actually talk more about this. Thank you. Thank you Jim. Thank you Carla and over to you Maureen. So we are going to go on break. We will be back momentarily with Carla Morelli, Jim Sfajerko, Christopher and Sheila Cook talking about leader view and specifically the 360 and the process they experienced. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Metcalf & Associates is a management consulting and leadership development firm dedicated to helping leaders, their management teams, and their organizations implement innovative leadership and business practices to help create market differentiation necessary to thrive in this rapidly changing environment. As the author of eight award-winning leadership books, Maureen Metcalf and her associates are positioned to help you and your organization grow and thrive. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Maureen is ready to discuss your needs and tailor a solution to meet your needs through her expertise in keynote speaking, leadership coaching and training, transformational and organizational growth consulting. For your business, we can help with facilitated leadership retreats, organizational planning, culture alignment, individual and organizational assessments, online leadership development programs, and one-on-one or corporate-wide leadership development sessions. 
Move forward with Metcalf and Associates. Visit Metcalf-Associates.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. To reach Maureen Metcalf or her guest today, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to info at metcalf-associates.com. Now, back to this week's program. We are joined today by Christopher and Sheila Cook, Jim Sfajerko, and Carla Morelli. And we're going to jump right back in. Sheila, before we hear from Jim and Carla, I know that you're passionate about a broader adoption of the tools tools such as LeaderView. Please tell us a little bit more. Well, I think what we're hearing today, Maureen, from Jim and Carla is the value for them of being able to have these conversations with their peers that are really quite transformative in their relationship with each other. And so how I see it is individuals in organizations, they can just decide to do this on their own because it's quite affordable. They don't need any training. They get everything, all the steps are laid out for them. So an individual inside a large organization could just decide to do this on their own. They don't have to wait for human resources or their boss or somebody to tell them it's okay to do it or they don't have to get permission. And so it's a wonderful way for an individual to find a way to improve their own relationships and then build what I call their personal team. So they get to know about the people who they work with on a daily basis at a much deeper level and then then build this really strong ability to collaborate. So it's a way an individual can all on their own make massive change inside of an organization. Well, as we think about, you know, part of the reason I chose to invest four shows in this is absolutely the accessibility of the tool and the affordability that many of the tools we use and that I love aren't accessible financially for many people. And they also require a certified coach to give feedback. And so it just, they're, while quite valuable, they're prohibitive for a large segment of the population. And so I was looking for something that we can use as a companion to the workbooks with college students, with Sheila, as you said, with people in organizations who may not be the decision makers about where we go for coaches. Again, this is an amazing tool for us to work with our clients and augment the tools we're already using. So I want to thank both of you for making this available, creating a tool that's accessible and sharing your wisdom and experience with our listeners and with Carla and Jim, because I don't know that people realize that uh, Carla and Jim have both had several coaching sessions with Christopher behind the scenes in preparation for this discussions. So back to you, Sheila. Oh, we really appreciate that, Maureen. And we were so appreciative of having this show with you and Jim and Carla. And this is all part of this process of amplifying this work. We thrive on feedback from our peers. We get so many new and fresh ideas. And like uh, Carla and you experienced, she put her, her learning into practice at lunch immediately after. What a fabulous way to learn and develop. Um, so let's hear more from Jim and Carla now. And my first question is, how has this experience changed your perception of engagement uh, at work? And uh, let's, let's start with Carla on this one. How has this experience changed your perception of engagement at work? I think it's altered uh, how I see other people being engaged. 
I'm always engaged. <laughs> I'm never disengaged. Um, but it, it certainly alters how I can engage others. Great. Thank you. And how about you, Jim? I think the tool offers a different level of engagement. I think it it, 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 it gives it a... Um, uh, a myself and the person that, I, that did the 360 have a, have a different relationship following this assessment. And so I think that type of engagement is, is, is huge when you're thinking about an organization, the leader and the team that's trying to work towards something different. So I think that it's a different, different type of engagement. I don't know if it's more or what, but it's just a different type maybe, more interesting. You know, I would agree with that, Jim. That was well said. Thank you. And how do you imagine this leader view process being used in organizations that you're familiar with? And let's start with Jim on that one. You know, Car- um, Carla and Maureen had, had both talked a little bit about how we are, uh, we are as coaches, executive advisors, um, faced with um, opportunities to use a multitude of, of tools. This one just tends to be a lot more um, readily available through the cost, of course, but also just it doesn't take a lot of time. And I think that's a big limiting factor many times with uh, in individuals. I just did a 360 with a different um, organization, different kind of 360. And gosh, this is just overpowering for the poor organization. And gosh, it takes so much time. And oh, my goodness, where I think this is a little more readily available and can, can get even um, better kinds of information. Thank you, Jim. And Carla, what would you like to add to that? Well, I'm in the business of acquiring companies. And so for me on the integration side, I think um, it is valuable with key people who need to be sort of brought into the fold um, and enmeshed with the organization that just acquired them. That, that I think is probably the most immediate use for me. And what other contexts do you imagine that there's value in the use of a survey tool like this? And uh, let's start with Carla. Well, as I have been the poster child for, <laughs> your personal relationship, it's a relation, relationship is a relationship. You lead whether you're at home or you're at the bus stop or you're in the office. It doesn't matter. Leadership occurs everywhere all the time if that's who you are or how you want to be. Um, and so I, I think you can use these in any, for any number of situations uh, with equal effectiveness. Well, and something else to mention that we haven't talked about here is Christopher and Sheila also created a young adult version, and we did use that with Carla's nephew. Oh, I thought he took the same one. No, he oh, took the young okay. version. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. yeah we've, got, we've got many surprises about <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Carla. Uh, range of instruments, and we have instruments that range from the instruments you've seen right the way through to, I think, the most adventurous is Soccer View for working with soccer coaching schools. So a range of contexts and a range of age ranges. And so as a parent, it could also be interesting to work with how do I rate, how do I help my young adult be more effective? Great. All right, and let's hear from Jim. What other context do you imagine there is value in using this tool? Yeah, you know, as, a, as an advisor and as a coach, I am using... Uh, I'm seeing many people um, that are going through transition, transformation in their own lives um, from, I don't know what to do next. I, I hate my job. I love my job. Should I be the next senior vice president? Should I? And I think this tool helps individuals, would be a, a great help to uh, those kinds of individuals to help discern and, and get a better understanding of themselves. Great. And now, if your peers were here, what do you imagine that they would add to this conversation based on their experience? Let's hear from Jim. Well, they would per- first say Jim's a great guy and he did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> we all think that. <laughs> and, uh, I do think that the individuals might probably say something like, um, this is a great tool and they were able to really uh, have a have a more depth conversation with you. Great. Thank you, Jim. And Carla, what would you like to add? What would your peers say about their experience in their conversation with you? 
Well, we heard from one, the one who's sitting next to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'll tell you, the, the the more challenged relationship, actually, I asked him how it worked, and he, he liked it quite a bit. Um, it really does offer uh, a new way of, a different way of looking at things. Um, and I think that's it's valuable for everybody. Okay, great. Well, thank you, Marie. So I want to just close out this four-part series by thanking everyone, uh, Christopher and Sheila, for all of the time you've invested in this show series. Uh, again, working with Carla and Jim, writing scripts, and just investing a lot of time, and in me, teaching me a lot about this. So I appreciate the opportunity to offer our listeners something that's different than we typically do which is an interview and also to Jim and Carla for your willingness to take this adventure and experiment and in public (laughs) by the way (laughs) and be transparent because my sense is in the coaching role this seems like some weird voodoo stuff for people who haven't been through it. Like, right, I'm not going to do that stuff. No way. So the your willingness to share openly the, the process, not knowing what kind of feedback you were going to get, and to choose people who would give you valuable and not always positive feedback. That transparency, I think, is really helpful, hopefully for our listeners, who some of whom will say, okay, I'm, I'm ready to do that. It, it is not, in fact, voodoo. And um, while it doesn't always feel good, the benefit on the other side is significant. It's about growth and, and, and progress and evolution, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and we talk about evolving leadership. This is one of the tools. So again, how do you get to this? It's www.the5deep.net. Go to the shop and then go to Leader View Bundle. And that will take you to this assessment. Uh, and it, it also comes with the, the guides that you are able to walk through yourself. And so thank you to our listeners for being involved. We hope that you do take the opportunity to do this yourself. And if you have questions or input, please do email me at info at metcalf-associates.com or tweet me or uh, send a message on Facebook under Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations. I would love to hear from you. We will read your comments on a future show, or if you tweet to us, we'll, we'll get back to you. Thank you and enjoy your day. Thank you again for joining us this week. Please tune in for another edition of Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hope to see you here next week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.